You and I are very busy people, and growing a garden can add to that busyness. So today I'm going to share with you the importance of a garden plan, why your simple garden plan is holding you back, and how to transform that plan into one that can help you through the whole growing season. And lastly, adding God to your garden plan. Where does He fit in? Hello and welcome to the Pray Just Plant podcast, a show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Mediate, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, located at the foothills of the beautiful Bighorn Mountains in Wyoming, USA. Our mission here at Red Ridge Farm is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. If that's you, don't let the world hold you back. Pray Just Plant. Welcome to the Pray Just Plant Podcast. Today in this episode, the first episode of season one, we're going to focus on garden planning. All of season one is going to be about garden planning. But in this very first episode, we're going to talk about garden planning as in why is it important? Why do we need more than a simple garden plan? How does God fit into our garden plan? And how to transform that simple garden plan into one that will help you through the whole growing season. And if this is your first time listening to the Pray Just Plant podcast, thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the Red Ridge Farm community of growers. Let's get to topic number one. Why is garden planning so important? A garden plan is is an essential part of growing a garden. A garden plan is the difference between a garden that is a headache and one that runs smoothly. Now let me put that into a little perspective for you. When I first started growing a garden, it wasn't about a garden plan. My garden was about the dream in my head of providing food for my family. I had a growing family. I had a toddler back in 2005. I was expecting. So my family was growing and I, I had the dream of giving them good homegrown vegetables. My dream did not include a garden plan. To me, a garden plan was something that was daunting. I was already a busy person, so why did I need to add more to my plate? But my first garden suffered because of that thought, because of me wanting to avoid making a garden plan, my first garden, probably first two or three years of my garden, struggled. Because my idea of a garden plan was just go to my local feed store, get some seeds that I wanted to grow, things that I knew maybe my kids might eat, and plant them. I mean, there was no other idea. I would go out to the garden plot and um, have my pile of seeds and my trowel and my a measuring stick and I would just start planting. That was pretty much it. And there's other reasons that my garden plants that my garden probably suffered those cu- those couple years. I had, you know, lack of experience in those things. But it really, you know, when your corn is planted in the wrong spot and it's actually shading out a lot of your other things, that is kind of a sign that if I would have had a garden plan, I could have seen that. If I would have just taken a little time to lay out a plan, then I could have I could have saved some headache. I could have saved having to I could have saved that my tomatoes were struggling because they were in the shade. I could have planted my lettuce there instead instead of them being out where they got burnt and dried out. Um, there's other things, you know, there's so many things that come to a garden plan. And like fertilization, I had no records. I remember going and having a struggle with my soil and wondering what was going on. I would go to our local growing center and ask them, what do I need to do? And they, the first thing they asked me, okay, what have you been putting in? 
And I kind of like told them, well, I've been putting in this and I've been putting that in that. And then they're like, do you have a record of what you're, no, I don't have a record because a garden, pl- you know, a garden plan should have all that stuff in it. You should have a record of, you know, what you planted here last and when you last fertilized and when you last put in this compost and when you did so many different things. And so, you know, I really, if a garden plan is just so very important and I believe the first part of, of making a garden plan is your seed organization. I mean, every part of your garden plan is going to revolve around what seeds you grow and the information on the back of the packet. So when I began making a garden plan that was more than just a simple garden plan, and I'm going to tell you more about that in our next segment, then the first, very first database that I made was the Seed Variety Tracker. I wanted something that would help me keep all my information in one place. And you can find yours own copy in the description of this episode. We're going to jump into the tips and tricks segment of this episode where I share with you bonus tips and tricks that I use here at Red Ridge Farm. This week's bonus tips and tricks is brought to you by the How to Start Seedlings Like a Pro Master Class. This class was designed to help you grow your seedlings from start to finish, as well as the ins and outs of setting up a seedling area and using all of the equipment. If you'd like to find out more information about this seedling class, then you can check out my website, www.redridgefarm.org. That is www.redridgefarm.org. The tip for this week is to get your seeds ordered. We are in the middle of February and getting your seeds ordered in a timely fashion is going to be very important. But the second part of that is also choosing a seed company to order your seeds from. Now, did you know that there's more than 100 mail order seed companies in the USA? Yep, that's right more than a hundred. So when choosing a seed company, all of the things can be very overwhelming. It may be hard to find just that right one. I have helped you out in this step of finding a company that is reputable, a company that you're going to be sure to get good seeds from. And I've done that by doing a little research and writing a blog post just for you guys looking for a new seed company. I know right now we are, yes, in the middle of the pandemic still. And seed companies, big seed companies, are struggling to fill orders. So that means we might just have to try to pick a different seed company that we're unused to. And this blog post is going to walk you through the top 15 seed companies in the USA. The top 15 seed companies known for selling great seeds, but also for the mission behind them. I have always been one, when I pick a company, I like to see what they're doing for the communities around them. What are they doing to help others in the growing community. And so this t- this blog post is full of the top 15 seed companies that I really feel not only give you that those good seeds, but also have a beautiful message behind them. If you would like to read this blog post for yourself, then you can click on the link in the description of this episode, or you can go to the show notes of this episode at redridgefarm.org slash podcast. Now, in the next, this next section, we're going to talk about why you need more than a simple garden plan and how does God truly help us in that plan. It wasn't until I was, you know, doing a little more research into why my garden was struggling that I came across an article, an interview with a market gardener, and he said that the key to his success was his garden plan. And I was just really taken aback by that. I was like, 
You're, the key to your success is this drawing of your garden. And I read more into the article and it was his garden plan was more than a cute little drawing. He had a list of seeds that he was going to order. He had a list of seedlings that he was going to be planting that week. He had a list of seedlings that were supposed to be germinating that week. He had a list of fertilization. He had a fertilization schedule. He had so many different, you know, databases and all those kind of things. And I didn't think I needed all of those things. As a market gardener, he needs to keep track of all of those things. I mean, it's his job. It's the thing that he does every single day. It's important that he continues to make produce. And to me, and I've always thought of myself as a busy mom, but as I have gone, you know, into becoming a homesteader, I have to become more than that because I'm, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a cook, I'm a homeschooler, I homeschool my children, I'm a homesteader, so I'm a care, in that aspect, I'm a caregiver to animals, I run a small dairy. Each of those things need their own separate job. And why wasn't I doing that for my garden? Why wasn't I making a plan that would work seamlessly? And in actuality, that plan, that plan that I was so avoiding, that I always thought was so daunting, was my saving grace. Because it was like, now as a busy person, I could look at my schedule and say, hey, I've got 15 minutes to go work in my garden and these three things need done. It wasn't any more of standing there going, hmm, I got 15 minutes of working in my garden and now I get to go out there. And I would get distracted by this and I'd get distracted by that. And then I would completely avoid harvesting my peas when they should have been harvested at peak. That article really opened my eyes to that my garden needed something beyond a cute little drawing. I needed a plan that had a plan for everything. And that's what I developed about three other databases um, that helped me keep track of when to start my seeds, when to transplant my seeds, when to add compost to my beds, when to harvest, and a list that could go on and on. I mean, there were, there's just so many things that a garden needs. And by putting those things on a list, putting those things on a to-do list, they're going to get done. Making a garden plan beyond just the first week of getting the seeds in the soil, you're going to be able to improve your soil health. You're going to be able to plant more things because you're going to be able to maybe turn beds. You're going to have a knowledge of when that produce has hit its peak. So then it's time to put in a new crop. After I began using this new garden plan that was more of a market gardener. Now, it wasn't exactly like a market gardener because I knew I didn't need all the things they needed, but I needed something just to help me lay out a plan. Like I said, I, you know, I was a very busy person and I'm still a very busy person with teenagers and teaching high school and all of those other integral parts of life and you know, expanding our homestead every year, we're trying to grow something more. So I'm still that busy person. So instead of wasting that little time that I do have in my garden, I know what needs done. I can walk out there and have a list of exactly what needs done. I mean, I remember a time even after, you know, I had my just my simple um, garden plan in, in, in work, in working order, I had my drawing. I remember a time of walking out to my garden and I got distracted by the zinnias blooming. And so I thought, oh, okay, I'll just go out there and I'll trim the zinnias and all those kind of things. 
And right next to the zinnias were peas that were already starting to form. And I don't know if you guys know, but when peas hit their peak, they taste great. If they go a week past their peak, they kind of get hard and starchy and they don't freeze well. They don't preserve well. It's just, it's just the wrong, it's, it's the wrong time to harvest them after their peak. So I went out there, I was working right next to the peas, didn't see that they needed harvested because I didn't have on my calendar any inclination of that I should be harvesting the peas that week. And so, um, you know, I've lost a lot by not having a garden plan more like a market gardener. My garden plan struggled. My garden struggled. Now to learn more about my garden planning techniques, make sure you check out the blog post series I wrote, Seeds and More Than Just a Gardener, or by clicking on the link in the description box. Make sure you check out the entire description box because I also have a lot of other resources there for you. We're going to move into the Growing with God segment where we see how God can help us on our growing journey. Today we're talking about garden planning and a most important part of a garden plan is including God. This verse from Proverbs comes to mind when I think about planning a garden, planning pretty much anything in our lives. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Proverbs 16, 9. How does God fit into our garden plan? How do we put him into something that you wouldn't really think that he is in? And the answer to that is he's already there. He's already helping you on that plan. He's already guiding your steps. He's helping you establish those steps by acknowledging that he is there. To me, it gives me that courage that if things do go wrong, I have someone to talk to. I have someone to reach out to. When we make our plans, the most important thing we need to remember is that God is there. He's in them. We also need to do our part as in asking him to join us. And that's where he fits into our plan. He fits in first. And we should, whenever making any plans, garden, a homestead, building our homes, having a relationship with our families, God should be first. And all of those plans will fall into place. All those plans will have that guide, that extra guide that I was talking about in this episode. In this last segment of this episode, I'm going to walk you through the steps of how you can take your garden plan from something that's simple to one that can help you through the whole growing season. Having a garden plan that will help you through the whole growing season should be your goal when you sit down to make a garden plan. It should be a garden plan like a market gardener. It doesn't have to be exactly like one, but I want to walk you through those steps that I kind of took to make a plan that was kind of like a market gardener. Now, you might think that this is probably too much work, but I promise you a successful plan will help you work harder on what needs done instead of wasting your time. You will harvest those peas when they need harvested. You will fertilize your soil when it needs fertilized. You will be able to grow more. You will be able to do more because you will have a plan. Having a plan is going to be that guide that sets you on any path. Every path that you have needs a guide. Let's go through how you can make a garden plan that will help you through the whole garden season. I've told you the story of how 
I, how it has helped me go from not having a plan at all to having a cute little drawing to having a plan like a market gardener. So I want to take you through those steps of how you do that. What are, what is the things you need to do? Maybe it doesn't have to be exactly like a market gardener, but I think there's some very key things that you need to have in your garden plan to help you get through everything, to help you make sure everything gets marked off, everything gets done. So you need a plan with specific starting dates, specific planting dates, specific transplanting dates, specific harvesting dates. You need a plan that includes those. Having that is going to be so beneficial. You're going to know what you need to do week to week. Number two, you need a place to keep all these dates in one place. I mean, It's really hard. I mean, I'm not going to be remembering them off the top of my head. So I like to use a planner or a garden calendar. Um, That was another database that I um, developed. And then a plan that includes tasks. There's things to do in a garden besides watching your peas grow. There's things that need to be done like weeding, watering, fertilizing, turning beds over, turning your compost pile, adding compost to your beds. There's so many tasks that need to be done. And if you have some kind of plan of how those tasks are going to get done every week, then you know what you're doing. You have this guide. And that comes to your next thing. Have a weekly task schedule. Like Mondays is weeding day. Thursdays is fertilizing day. Or just, you know, some kind of schedule that works with you. Some kind of blocking schedule. But most importantly, a to-do list that you pull from those other plans, from those other ideas of what needs done. You know, because... Truly, the worst thing in a garden is weeds. And if you catch those weeds when they're itty-bitty little tiny things, the job will take five minutes. Now, if you avoid the job or forget about the job or get distracted with something else and the weeds get big, it's going to take you a few hours to pull those weeds. But if you had a schedule, a weekly task of every day I'm going to go out and weed for 20 minutes. You could hit three or four beds that day. The next day, you could hit three or four more beds, and you could have a complete rotation through the week all the way around your garden. And so your every bed would be weeded every week. And weed seeds only need like seven, eight days to germinate. So by the time you come back in seven, eight days, you're going to be weeding again. And those weeds are going to be small. Now, that's just one example of how having a weekly task schedule can help you. It's hard to explain how having a garden plan has really helped me out. In a way, taking this time in the in the winter when we want to be dreaming about seeds anyway, we want to be dreaming about a garden, we just put a little more into it. And when the garden season actually comes and you have a garden plan that's going to help you through the, the whole garden season, it's going to feel like a weight has been lifted from your shoulders. Now, when I go into the growing season, I have this sense of calm. And one benefit I never realized my garden was missing was records. Like I told you before, I never even thought about keeping records of what I was putting into my soil. And if you've read my book, Dirt, Finding the Solution to Soil Health, you would find out that I messed up in that area because I just threw amendments at the problem and it w- I didn't need to be. There was so many other things that I could have been doing. But having those good records is going to help you improve, like I said, your soil health, the variety of seeds you pick, the surprisingly, the it, it can increase your harvest because 
nothing's going to waste. You're seeing what needs to be done and things get done. The first step, and I want to help you with that first step, is just getting your seeds organized. And you can start improving your garden plan today with the Red Ridge Farm Seed Variety Tracker. The first step of a garden is, is your seeds. This tracker will, is designed to help gardeners take that first step to improving the garden plan by having one place to keep all their seed information in. I know once you get your seeds organized, the rest of your garden plan is going to fall into place easily. If you don't want to take my word for it, here's what another one of my listeners has said about the seed tracker. I love the seed tracker and the video was very helpful. It was fun to spend some time with my seeds and making plans for a garden on this snowy day, Virginia Switzer. The seed tracker is a database set up to help you keep all of your seeds organized. As everyone organizes differently, this seed tracker lets you organize your seeds by variety, when is best to plant, or if you start them indoors or outdoors. The main goal, though, is that when you sit down to plan, you don't have to handle your seed packets every single time. You only need to do it once when you put it in the seed tracker. And my favorite feature of the seed tracker is it lets me keep track of when and where I purchase my seed. That is a huge thing. Knowing exactly where you purchase that seed that you fell in love with is amazing. Because if you got to try to remember it, it's just not going to happen. The seed tracker is completely free. Just click on the link in the description box to get started now. I want to thank you for joining us in this episode. We have covered so many things why a garden plan is important, how a simple garden plan may not be your best asset, how you can transform that garden plan into something that will help you through the whole garden season, and how God should be put into that garden plan and any plan in our lives first. Thank you for joining the journey, joining the journey of growing. Pray, just plant.